Today, we've got an inspiring story of someone who, when she first started on Amazon working for somebody else, she was so new she had no idea how to use FBA, plus she thought it was okay to just copy other people's listings. Now she started her own Amazon business selling something made in Japan that grosses over $100,000 a month. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. And, and we're on different parts of the world right now, Natalie. I'm in Mexico right now. And where are you? Are you uh, in Orlando? Yes, I am in Florida, Orlando. All right. That's what, you know, one thing I love about uh, the e-commerce and Amazon world, we can be from anywhere, we could be anywhere, and we could all have, you know, just a good time talking about some uh, the thing that we all love, which is which is Amazon, but uh, you haven't been your own Amazon seller for too long. So I, I want to walk a couple steps back before you started. And and actually, probably before I met you, I, I remember I met you at one of these meetups uh, I did there in Orlando. But um, when you when you came to America, did, did you move initially to Florida or was it somewhere else that you, you lived? No, originally we moved to Florida. We lived in Jacksonville for a few months and then we moved to Orlando. What brought you to uh, uh, America? Well, we just decided to try. It was a lot of bad things happening in Ukraine. And we, my husband's family lived here. So he said, let's try and see what happened. We can always come back. Okay. And so you came here and then did did one of you start working right away? Were you guys able, able to find work? Well, it was hard, of course, in the beginning. Um, I was freelancing. I was Google Ads certified specialist. So I was keep doing it online. Um Back in Ukraine, I was working in agency. So when I came here, I signed up in all the freelance platforms and started just looking for clients and working with them. Were you looking for like Russian speaking clients or no. also? Uh, no. So how was that? I mean, I would imagine that at that time, your, your English might not have been that great, right? It was horrible. <laughs> but I have like, I'm so lucky. I found such a great client at that moment. Some of them were helping me. They were even editing my ads. <laughs> so, so they were trusting me in my um, like keyword research and setup, but they would help me um, editing my ads, like fixing some of my grammar pro problems. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I, I think yeah. that's actually an important part, though. You know, like I think some people who are from other countries or vice versa, some people who are from America and now they're trying to expand in e-commerce to, to Europe or to Asia or something. They might think, well, I don't speak a language fluently. I'm going to fail. But but here you were at the time, you know, your English obviously is great now. But at the time, you know, your English wasn't great. But not only could you succeed in a field, but you were actually helping. You know, you, you were the agency. You, you were helping people in, in Google Ads. So what what was like your I, I don't know what somebody who specializes in that kind of thing does. So, like, talk to me about what that kind of job even means. Mostly it's running ads on Google search and display network. And sometimes I was doing Facebook ads um, and that's it. Yeah. And Google analytics for sure. It's like really important part to set up all analytics stuff. So what, what kind of companies like just .com companies or just people who had brick and mortar and they had a website or what? Mostly it, it was small businesses, um, some like furniture store or like um, some small e-commerce stores. Um, so mostly small business. Okay. And, and, you know, for people like myself who might not know what the 
maybe the point is or, or what the potential is? Uh, can you give any examples? Yeah, one of my favorite companies was um, they were doing technical support. And they were ready to spend like tons of money. One click on a Google search cost about like 10, 15 bucks at that moment. <laughs> but um, like they, we were spending around like three, 400,000 bucks per month with them. So it was kind of like a small business, <laughs> but um, since their services are really expensive and since um, like when you start working right. with them, you come back again and again as a client, they were ready to spend a lot on Google search. And uh, this kind of um, services were converting really good. You've been now on both sides and we haven't got to your Amazon story yet. But but just right now, my, one question I can think of is, is like, you know, now knowing, you know, what you know of, of a typical Amazon you know business, like how many Amazon sellers do you think should have a Google ads strategy? Like obviously a brand new seller from day one, I, I would assume that, you know, you know what, probably not. Don't go hire a Natalie and, 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 and pay for Google ads on day one of your launch. But like, is it a certain revenue of what you would think somebody would need to start looking into Google ads? Or maybe is it a matter of if they're only trying to build a brand or, or can you talk about that a little bit? Um, I believe that Google ads, um, not just Google ads, I would say a lot of different paid ads from like external traffic ads works the best for products uh, where people... Uh, buy and when they can subscribe, you know, when they, for example, it's like food, it's like cosmetics, it's some like, I don't know, stuff for dogs, like kids, something that people not just buy once because um, price per clicks on Google are pretty expensive. And this traffic is not converting really good comparing to Amazon PPC. So it makes sense to lose money on your first sale, but make money on your future sales. Let me give you a, a, a sample scenario. Project X is this case study that we did where we made just a couple random products and we, we did it on YouTube. And, and one was a coffin shelf and one was an egg tray. Now, let, let's just take the coffin shelf example. Now, that product, yeah, I, I think in 2020 generated, I, I don't remember, like maybe $200,000 worth of sales, all right? It, it, it's a shelf shaped like a coffin and uh, you know, very niche and, and kind of spooky decor kind of thing. Now, until now, we have just 100% been you know, doing PPC on Amazon and, and just doing on Amazon traffic. Now, if I, would you suggest that I could supplement that with some kind of you know, Google ad campaign? And if so, what would the angle be? Like, would I be trying to, to target people who like spooky decor and then just bring people directly to my Amazon? Or would I be trying to just build an outside audience? What would your strategy be? Uh, well, first of all, I would build a store for it. So it's not just one product, right? So people can buy not only one product at a time, because it most likely it will not be profitable if they buy only one thing from you. So yeah, I would make a store and I would send people to that store so they can buy more than one product. Um, this is the first thing. And um, I would target people who would search for um, spooky decor Amazon. So their keyword should contain word Amazon. You know, not just spooky decor, because spooky decor would cost a lot. It's like, it might be pretty expensive. But word spooky decor Amazon, most of um, people who own stores, they would use Amazon as a negative keyword. This is why this um, spooky decor Amazon keyword would cost way lower compared to just spooky decor. 
So you can get like really low price clicks, uh, like cost for keywords compared to. And then what, what, what's the goal? Like, what is that ad? They click on the ad. What does it take them to just the, like a Shopify website or to, the store. to Amazon itself? No, if we're talking about Amazon. I would send to Amazon okay. because, uh, yeah, especially with a store, you can track right now, right? You can do mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, Amazon attribution. You can even set up in that way that you can track each keyword. You can see stats for each keyword in your ads. So you can see which exactly keyword brings you conversions. Okay. All right. Cool. Good to know. Now, you actually had a life-changing event, I guess, when you met uh, this guy named Steve. <laughs> so so Steve, uh, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, he had the... Uh, the, the podcast entitled Lamborghinis, DJs, Parties, and a Product Launch Strategy for the 1%. So if anybody wants to find out Steve's story, uh, make sure to go to episode 85 of the Serious Dollars podcast. But anyways, you just, you know, Steve hired you to, to take care of the Google ads. But 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 tell me some of those crazy things in the early days about, about how, how crazy it was working for him. Yeah, Steve is an amazing person who I would say he completely changed my mindset and, of course, my life. Yeah. Uh, when I started working, we were working on houses where old people live. Yes, like old age homes. Yeah, yes. We were working on that project, but we decided, then we went to the conference called um, uh, Commerce and, how was that, in San Diego. Traffic and conversion, yeah. And they were talking about this e-commerce strategies um, and like a lot of fun stuff about e-commerce. So we just decided to just switch <laughs> and we changed everything and we launched another project about yoga. Um, and as soon as we like bought tons of stuff, Steve ordered a lot, like a whole warehouse of products. He did a huge research. He found really great products, high quality, and he ordered a lot, like really a lot, like a whole warehouse. <laughs> Our plan was to sell it through Shopify. And um I believe when it was on its way to USA, he got in his car accident, like horrible car accident. We realized that we won't have our boss next to us for for a while. And we have all this stuff. So we had to find out something, figure out something. We couldn't just like let it go, you know, (laughs) this company with all this stuff. So at that moment, I learned Amazon and we launched and it started working and we were fulfilling from our warehouse. I was fulfilling by my by myself not, not fba then no i didn't understand fba at that moment so so here you lot wait what, what year are we talking about uh five years ago okay so you did it i mean you know that was why there was no helium 10 maybe or not much helium 10 in those days so that's why you didn't know what to do with the listings but you didn't even know what fba was uh you didn't know how to make a listing so you just copied others <laughs> and and then you didn't even know about fba and, and like how many units a day were you fulfilling well, at that moment, we were fulfilling maybe like 20, 30. But then Dima told me, like, why won't you use FBA? Just go and do it. I, it was so hard for me to figure it out. I couldn't understand it because, like, imagine I was only no Google ads at that moment. My English is horrible. <laughs> I don't understand, like, Amazon interface. So it was pretty hard to figure out this shipping thing. It's like shipping in America. It's crazy for me. For, for you to understand, the first shipping I did, I wrote address by hand on the envelope and I wrote it in the wrong way that that shipping came back to us. <laughs> yeah, so I was so bad. I had to figure out all these things from like zero. So yeah, so then I figured out FBA. And as soon as we started there, we started selling around 100 units a day. It was crazy, yeah. <laughs> we were just like ordering and ordering 
what you just said there is very similar to, you know, for, for those who know my journey of when I was working for this company who was doing cell phone cases and they had not the slightest idea. And actually they came from a similar background as you. They were Google ads experts and they're like, let's try these cell phone cases uh, on Amazon. And they were selling hundreds of units a day and they had no idea what they were doing. But but the problem with them is they didn't go and try and learn the real way. And then when all the competition caught up, they were kind of just, you know, stuck behind it and went to almost zero. Now, what was the next few years like as as you were working with Steve? Like, how did you expand your knowledge or that you knew, you know what, it's probably not good to copy listings from other people and stuff like that? Yeah, a few days after we launched the product, actually, Amazon blog that were listing, of course, because of copywriting thing. <laughs> and we, yeah, and we changed the main image. But yeah, but our designer made a really great uh, picture, a really great first picture. Actually, it's it's been everywhere since that time. It's on all over eBay. It's all over all Chinese stores. It's like really good image, which everyone took after us. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so then we were launching different products, and we started selling on Shopify. And then we then we just did too much. We launched um, like our blog, and we hired videographer, and we were doing some YouTube reviews for products. It was like a whole journey. <laughs> what was it? Wasn't Steve so crazy that didn't he just like buy a house just to be able to film videos about the yoga brand or something crazy like that? If I remember, it was super fun working with him and. It's like amazing opportunity for me to learn. You know, I've got so much knowledge from working next to him. And like the most important thing is the mindset. You know, he in a lot of situations I would come to him and ask him what to do, and he would tell me go f- figure it out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so I learned a lot how to figure it out. Eat out. You know, it's like the most important lesson <laughs> I've got from him. And I believe this is exactly what like switched in my mind and changed me from being a um, like, um, person who would do services for other people to entrepreneur. So it's, it's a mindset. Like it, it just should switch in your hand, in your head. You know, it's like, you can't just burn with that. <laughs> now, you know, as the years went on, you, you know, you were still working for Steve and launching different uh, products and things on Amazon. And that was kind of like when I met you, it was, was the first time I had met Steve also in person, uh, you know, was at one of these random meetups in Orlando there. And then um, I remember you were pregnant at the time. And then correct me if I'm wrong, but, but didn't you like when the day you had your baby, like, I don't know if you were in labor or it was right after your baby was born, but weren't you like messaging me helium 10 questions, like from the hospital bed? Yeah, I was in the hospital. My uh, delivery was like for 40 eight hours 48 hours yeah it was really bad (laughs) and they were doing all the stuff to to make it happen faster but it didn't work so i was just laying down in a bed and waiting for it to happen so i had my laptop with me (laughs) and i was working (laughs) (laughs) i love it the only person to be uh working on helium 10 while in labor to deliver a baby that is that is great now you know steve over the last you know couple of years has kind of pivoted away from from Amazon a little bit. At what point did you decide, like, you know what? I really like this Amazon thing. Whether or not I continue with Steve, I want to start my own thing. Like, like when was this that that you first had that that goal? That was not really me. That was more my husband. And it took a while for me to be ready to like, I don't know. I was more like afraid of it. I don't know why. I think this is because I still didn't have that entrepreneur mindset. 
But I, for a long time, my husband wanted to launch Amazon. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. And then we had our baby. And my husband was staying home with baby. I was working and he was staying with her. And he said he really wanted to do it. Like, he really wanted to do business. So I decided that, yeah, we need to try. Okay. Now, how did you pick your first product that you were going to be, it was your, it was going to be your first own product instead of, you know, something for Steve? Yeah, we, um, our product is matcha, matcha green tea. And uh, we, um, when we tried it first, we didn't like it at all. And then one day someone, I was. When you tried it as in like you got a sample and you tasted it or something? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was horrible. It was really bad matcha. Someone gave it to us. A lot of people think, oh, you know, the only place to find inspiration for product ideas is, oh, if I'm using Black Box and Helium 10 or I'm looking on Pinterest or I'm looking at Etsy. Sometimes just everyday life, you can get an idea that could come into something. So that sounds like this is one of those 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 cases. So so just randomly, you got some samples of matcha, you didn't like it. And then what's next? Yeah. And um, I actually want to tell you that I really believe that you should sell product which you love. I'm one of those people who are not selling products by like, I'm not researching much of product. I I think that you can create your product, which you love. And if you can make it high quality, it, it should work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If it's like, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And, and like, if you can do something you love, that's great. But a lot of times you don't, you might not love it at the beginning, but here's the thing, guys, make yourself love it. You know, like I, I, I didn't love coffin shelves when I first launched. I was like, what the heck is this? But guess what? I became an expert in coffin shelves and I, I was fascinated by coffin shelves. I started researching the kind of people and now I can say, you know what? I do love coffin shelves. So that's a, that's a great point. But, it, but, it, but if you can start from day one with something you love, then it's a no brainer for sure. Actually, my husband was looking for some products on Amazon and he was researching on Helium and um, he was noticing that matcha is growing. He was looking for different teas, not just matcha, just, just because we love teas. I don't know, people in Ukraine drink teas a lot. He was noticing that matcha is growing and growing and growing. First time we ordered from Japan, we researched that it's important that matcha should be from Japan, that way more quality matcha is in Japan. So that's what we did. And when we received those samples, um, we actually, we tried, I guess, around like 30 different samples before we found the one we love. But even the first we received, we were shocked how good this product can be compared to the one we tried before. That it should be like green, that it should not have that bitterness, that it should like give you that energy, you know, that it's like really great product for you, for your house, and that it can be tasty, <laughs> that it's really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys, uh, if you're if you're a matcha fanatic like me, yeah, there, you think you've had matcha? No, you haven't had matcha unless you've had Japanese uh, matcha. It's nothing like the kind that you get in American stores and things. Yeah, and we found, found out that most of sellers, there are two types of matcha in USA, culinary and ceremonial. It's not true. Like in Japan, they don't have culinary and ceremonial thing. <laughs> they only have bad quality and good quality matcha. But here people made like a marketing of it and they called bad matcha culinary, which you can kind of use in baking, in like smoothies, so you can't taste it, you know? And they sell bad quality matcha for around like 20 bucks for 3.5 ounce. And ceremonial matcha is around 25 bucks for one ounce. So most of people who buy matcha, they want cheap matcha, but good quality, of course, right? So 
Yeah, they all buying like three and a half ounce matcha for 20 bucks and they expect it to be good quality. So we learned from reviews that people um, are really disappointed. They, they want to buy culinary matcha, but they're really disappointed because they want to drink it in lattes and just with water. So we decided that we will do next thing. We won't have high margin, but we will bring high quality, like I would say low-grade ceremonial matcha, but we will mark it as culinary grade. And we will give people price around 20 bucks. So basically, people who buy from us, they are buying ceremonial grade matcha, but for the price of culinary grade matcha. And this worked. This really worked from day one. As soon as we launched our product, we were not, uh, number one new release. Uh, yeah. Number well, one what did release. you do for your yeah. launch? Like, was and, it just PPC or did you do giveaways it, or? No, it was, we were doing giveaways. Yeah. And it was at the times when you could buy reviews. So we were buying reviews and months after Amazon cleaned everyone who were buying reviews. So we lost our product with number one new release batch. We had to relaunch it. We relaunched it and we didn't buy reviews anymore, but we were like, and we were growing pretty slow after that. So it took us about a year to get to the level which we had before with our first launch. And, and what's that level? Like how many units a day uh, selling? So at that moment, we're like, we grow until like 30, 40, maybe units per day. So when we imagine when we just launched our first product, first time we were making like 30, we were selling like 30, 40 units a day from day one. But then we lost that product and started selling from new listing. And it was like barely selling five, 10 units. Wait, wait, why, why did you lose the product? Because Amazon removed all reviews, all people, like all reviews, which people were buying from other people. And so, so then like because of that, you decided to start over again? Yeah. Because we ah, didn't gain okay. any new reviews, you know, we couldn't get any reviews. They yeah. blocked us for getting it. Oh, you couldn't even get, not only did you lose your yeah. old reviews, but you couldn't even get new reviews. Yeah. And for some people, they were doing like one month's block or just like few weeks block. But for us, three months later, it didn't work. It's, we still couldn't get any new reviews. So we had to relaunch it. And I'm sure you did giveaways and things like that too. But like on the front, things look like it's marketed the same way. Like, hey, this is culinary. The others are culinary. The price is around the same. Like, did you put things like, hey, we're made in Japan or, or different things like that? Or how did you differentiate yourself? Yeah, of course, we're saying it's made in Japan. Of course, it's organic. We are trying to work a lot with influencers, which kind of educate people about it, right? And of course, we are educating a lot through our social media and through our articles. And um, sometimes I even give people a first package for free because I know that after drinking our matcha for 30 days, it creates a habit. How do you, like, what people are you talking about? Because, you, you know, obviously, on I'm, I'm assuming you're not talking about Amazon. Yeah, just random people <laughs> wherever I go. <laughs> and sometimes online, sometimes on different groups. I just give on, like, Facebook groups or, like, on Instagram. Ooh, that's a good idea. So you go into, like, a Facebook group where, where maybe it has to do with matcha or has to do with, uh, you know, recipe ideas. And you say, hey, who would like, you know, first 10 people, I'll give you some free matcha. And then what happens is those people kind of, like, become your ambassadors almost because then they start telling everybody else how amazing your matcha was. Another thing, I was working a lot with different food um, bloggers. So food, uh, I, I will tell you more. I started food photography school and I entered a group of like 30,000 food, food photographers. That's an actual word? Food photography? Yes. I love it. And I um, started contacting them directly and just sending them a free matcha to use in their recipes. 
So they were doing amazing pictures of our matcha in their beautiful recipes. And some of them were featuring us for free just for our like package because we just sent them a package. Some of them uh, would start using it on a regular basis. So it's like a whole strategy working with food photographers, you know? And um, another people, uh, like I'm trying to work a lot directly with my target audience, not just through like advertisement, but I love communicating directly with people. And sometimes I would tell them to buy through Amazon and I would send them money back through like, I don't know, some PayPal. And then they might even leave a review or something like that. So, um, so, so just fast forward, like, like, you know, at, at your peak now in the last few months, how many units are you selling or what's your gross revenue? Okay. So our, like, actually our best revenue was last year at May when everything was on lockdown and people were staying home and cooking. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was more than hundred K a month. How many, how many SKUs? Um, for matcha, we have five right now. And so it was five SKUs that that generate that was generating about uh, six figures a month. Yes. And what's your um your profit margin for this? So uh, of course it depends on on the product. So we have like low, we have one product which making only like a couple of bucks, and we have another product which is making like thirty bucks per unit. Thirty dollars profit per unit. Yes. Yes. It's How, like, what's the retail cost of that product or the retail price? Uh, seventy nine bucks. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so let, let's talk. I mean, that that's that's pretty crazy, you know. Like you, to to start for on Amazon from uh, not knowing <laughs> how to make your own listing to to even you know generating six figures a month. You know, you mentioned some of your strategies to get there, which which are you know working with influencers and and getting photographers to 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 you know shoot the product and, and Facebook groups. Uh, what other strategies on and off Amazon? have you been using not necessarily like a service that you're using, but just like, what do you think you're doing differently? Because, you know, not everybody can, can have that kind of success. So I'm sure you realize that you're probably doing some things that are uh, unique. And w- what are some of those things? Yeah, one of the best thing my husband actually did. So he was doing a lot of, um, I would call it partisan marketing. So he was going to a different websites for big bloggers who are writing like about matcha, different re- matcha recipes or something like that. And he would leave, com- uh, leave comments something, oh, this is a nice brand, but I love Africa Life more, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and this happens that he went to Minimalist Baker, which is like huge blog for vegetarian and vegan food. And he wrote, he left his comment on that blog. And she, as a girl who's owning this blog, she responds to all the comments. She's really great. She has like millions of visitors per month, but she still communicates a lot with her um, followers. So uh, when he left that comment on her website, currently, like months after, she was going to write an article about best matcha. So probably we were just lucky, <laughs> but he decided to try our matcha after his comment. And she wrote a whole huge article about best matcha on the market and uh, she put our matcha as the best culinary grade matcha on amazon and, and so like that blogger must have just bought it organically right like you, it's not like you sent them something but they they saw the comment and then they must have just found it and bought it themselves to try yes and even after that i was like i was i couldn't believe what's happening it's like one day we started having three times more sales than usually we have and I couldn't understand where they all coming from. We also started receiving orders uh, on our website, which before we had maybe like one 
like maybe five orders a week we had before because we were not advertising our website at all. We were all focused on Amazon. And one day we're starting receiving like five, 10 orders a day. And we were like, what's going on? <laughs> so I, I was trying to find some tools which can help you to find if someone mentioned you. And then I'm like, why am I doing it? I just need to ask my customers. <laughs> so I started sending some messages like, please tell me where you heard from us, about us. And they started responding that they saw us on Minimalist Baker Review. And then I found who's that. I went to their Instagram. They have like million followers on Instagram and same on Facebook. And they were like advertising this article everywhere through their email. And like it started showing up on Google search on like first places <laughs> for like best matcha review um, keywords and so on. So it, it gave us like a huge boost things at time, you know? And even now, if you search for like best matcha, you will see her article as like maybe third or fourth on Google. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point, you know, because I think sometimes people out there think when it comes to influencer marketing, it all has to be like paid. Okay, yeah, you got to pay somebody to say something or you got to sponsor them or give them a bunch of free things or set up affiliate codes. No, sometimes the best performing influencer marketing is when it's completely organic and, and you never... So what you should do is exactly what your husband did. You know, just start going on a bunch of websites and post it and, and you never know, you know, what might happen. Yeah. And sometimes you just really need to communicate with some influencers. One time, once I saw advertisement for um, food, uh, like it was like bakery or something, like baking school, how to bake, you know, school about how to bake like different vegan desserts. And it was a huge school. So I thought... First, my thought was, if I write her, she will not respond me because she's huge, right? But then I decided I will just try. Why not? So I sent her a message. She had a thing like which she was sending to all her students with products which she recommends to buy for baking, you know, for studying. So I sent her a message and I uh, said if she's okay to put my matcha in her list, that I want to send her a sample so she can try it and see if she thinks it's good and if she can add it to her list and she responded to me two days after and she was like thank you so much for like sending me this message i will definitely want to try your matcha so we sent it to her and she added us to that list it was free so she's making commission of it each time someone's buying on amazon and she was happy to add us there cool cool now you know you've been giving us a lot of good uh, strategies but let's close this episode with like maybe like two or three what we call the or the tst 30 second tips. So, I mean, you don't have to keep it to 30 seconds, but try and keep it fast. Like just give us some rapid fire, different Amazon or Helium 10 strategies that, that you think ha have been helping you. Okay. First thing I would suggest you to try editorial recommendations. You know, Amazon shows editorial recommendations article on um, first page when you search for some keywords and it's pretty easy to get there. You just need to reach agencies which do that. Um, and you can just search for them. On Google and find those, find those agencies and compare their prices. If you are in a top 20 of your category, you can get there. There are some things which limits you, but if you're already a good seller, you can be there. Um, another more for like kind of new sellers, I would say, and everyone is to keep reaching influencers and they, they do respond. You might think that they are not, but they do respond. <laughs> they are real people. <laughs> and even with that, that they are having tons of messages, they still might see you. And as more as you reach, it's more um, chance that someone will respond to you, right? I believe that influencer marketing is one of the best things for Amazon. Because like 
Facebook ads and Google ads and especially Amazon ads can be super expensive sometimes for most of products, especially those products which are not replenishable. You know, if it's just like gadgets, like kitchen gadgets or something, it's, it's just too expensive. It's way better to work with influencers, be on all these lists for like best kitchen gadgets under 20 bucks, you know, these articles are doing great. So work with influencers, don't be afraid to reach them. They are all people. And also uh, I do a lot of things on different Facebook groups, especially during like prime days. Uh, you can go and, or like Black Friday, you can go to different groups with, for example, mom's groups. They are discussing what to buy on prime day and just leave your comments there. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick break from this episode. I, I do my uh, BTS Bradley's thirty seconds. So it's actually I, I want to talk about this because this is something that you and I were talking about at our last meetup uh, that we did in Orlando last month. And it's uh, people don't realize there's actually a way to see how much of your sales come from search as opposed to other places. And so I remember you and I were talking about this, but um, it, it's actually kind of a backdoor way to do it. So. Amazon, if you're brand registered, has this thing called experiments, which is kind of like their A-B testing. And normally I, I would not suggest, you know, always doing it because I always say, hey, do your split testing off of Amazon first if you can, you know, like using Helium 10 audience or other tools like that. But what I do, if I'm curious uh, on if a product uh, is getting a lot of its orders from search or not, is I'll just do something really simple, like I'll change like one letter or one word or something in my title, and that qualifies as an experiment or an A-B test. And then after three or four weeks, I'm gonna have information on all the sales that came through for that product, how much percent was from search, you know, or, or how much were from other sources. Like, uh, I remember you you were talking about this. So like, do you do this for all of your products or 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 just sometimes? No, we did it for uh, for a few of our products. I was really, Kind of surprised when we did it and i was surprised that search gives us only about like 30 percent of our sales <laughs> yeah so at that moment we re realized that we really have to focus on all the external traffic even more because that's what gives us sales because it's so easy to trick people on amazon search like there are so many sellers who sell horrible product and trying to uh, like have tons of fake reviews and like images which are not true and they are getting tons of sales from search you know because people when they search they don't know you right so it's important to educate people from other sources all right natalie thank you so much for joining us now if people have more questions either about google advertising or your unique influencer marketing or maybe if they want to get a free sample or something of your matcha how can people uh, find you on the interwebs out there yeah you can just find me on facebook natalie petrova uh natalie without e <laughs> This is a weird, weird, weird way of uh, misspelling my name. Uh, but yeah, Natalie Petrova, you can always text me and I'll be happy to respond. Awesome. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we will definitely like to reach out to you maybe next year. And let, let's see where uh, you and your husband are at with your Amazon journey. <laughs> thank you, Bradley.